things you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, this is a creative church podcast, and, well, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. What is up, familia? Welcome to season five of the podcast. Uh, Chatty here, and oh, how I've missed you. Uh, man, I hope your holiday season was amazing and drama-free, and I'm so stoked to start 2020 with you. Let's start this year off strong. Uh, if you've been with me for a while, welcome back. If this is your first time, welcome to the family, and prepare yourself for a very honest conversation, as I'm going to talk to you like you're sitting directly in front of me. And uh, like we're besties. So what does that mean? You might wonder. Well, that means I'm going to be brutally honest, uh, drenched in love, and uh, I'm going to hold nothing back. And uh, because you are too important to Jesus, you are too important to your world, and frankly, you're too important to me. So I'm going to jump right in. This season, we are delving into what happens when. Okay, so let me stop real quick. If you have listened to none of my podcasts, you can start right here. It won't be weird. We're going to talk about what happens when, and I'll explain that in a second. But if you really never listened to any of my podcasts, I'd say stop and go back to the beginning. That would be my heart's cry and desire for you, as the first four seasons are full of so much um, foundational knowledge of who I am, of what I Cry in Corners is, and, um, and I need you to understand that. You don't need to understand it to go forward, but it's important to me and for us and our best friend status for you to do that, as one and two uh, are the foundational pieces of this principle, and uh, three and four build on it. So, Again, you can keep going, but just know it'll hurt my feelings a little bit. Anyways, okay, here we go. We have just hit a hard reset on the decade, so welcome to 2020, and stuff is going to happen that we're going to love, and stuff's going to happen that we're going to loathe, and stuff uh, we're going to need guidance in. So as I've processed um, this new season, my hope is this next 10 episodes will be like mm, small nuggets that you can keep in your pocket and come back to when these specific things go down, because they're going to go down. But not to waste any time today, we're going to go ahead and talk through what happens when you say yes to hard things. This entire season is what happens when. And today we're going to talk about what happens when you say yes to hard things. This episode is called The Saint because I am going to talk about uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus. So some of you just thought, um, I don't really say uh, yes to hard things, Chadi, because that's stupid. And I would agree. That's dumb. Who does that? Anyways, but hard things is what you will face uh, if you have a pulse on this earth. So we might as well hold hands and jump into the deep end together. Uh, When I think of a person who said yes to hard things, I could come up with a massive list of Bible characters. And I, over the course, could have directly gone. I, I, man, I processed this and I thought of all the different people. And um, over a course of time, I made an entire list. But I could have gone to Jesus. I mean, Jesus and the cross. I mean, yes to hard things. That's like the epitome of yes to hard things. But because I adore Jesus's mom, Mary, I'm going to start with her journey. Okay, so Jesus, Jesus's mom. 
So uh, if you're going to read this in the Bible along with me, you don't have to. I can do it for you. I like to read. Is Luke 1, 26 through 41. Uh, context, the angel of the Lord has appeared, and he's appeared to uh, Elizabeth, which is Mary's cousin. As uh, She was barren. She couldn't have kids, and she is now pregnant. He's appeared to her. She is pregnant, um, and he's about to drop some news on Mary. Mary is a teenager. She is betrothed to Joseph. And uh, so this is about to go down. Okay, here we go. 26. Six months later in Nazareth, six months later after he talked to Elizabeth, a city in rural province of Galilee, the heavenly messenger Gabriel made another appearance. This time the messenger was sent by God to meet with a virgin named Mary, who was engaged to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David himself. The messenger entered her home. The messenger says, Greetings, you're favored and the Lord is with you. Among all women on the earth you have been blessed. The heavenly messenger's words baffled Mary, and she wondered what type of greeting was this. Mary, don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. Listen, you're going to become pregnant. You'll have a son, and you must name him Savior or Jesus. Um, Jesus will come become the greatest among men. He will be known as uh, the son of the highest God. Uh, guys, by the way, I'm reading this in the voice translation. I just wondered as I was reading it, and I felt somebody else might wonder. So there you go. God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David, and he will reign over the covenant family of Jacob forever. And then Mary jumps in and she says, but I've never been with a man. How can this be possible? Good question, Mary. Everyone's wondering that as well. And the messenger says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The Most High will overshadow you. That's why this holy child will be known as not just your son, but also the son of God. It sounds impossible, but listen. You know, your relative Elizabeth has been unable to bear children and now is far too old to be a mother. She's actually become pregnant as God willed it. Yes, in three months, she will have a son. So the impossible is possible with God. Mary, deciding in her heart, says, Here I am, the Lord's humble servant. As you have said, let it be done to me. Luke is very interested in the ways that disadvantaged people of this day respond to God, as already there's this fascinating interplay between Zachariah's response to God and Mary's, and then the heavenly messenger was gone. Mary immediately got up and hurried to the hill country in the province of Judah, where her cousin Zacharias and Elizabeth lived. When Mary entered their home and greeted Elizabeth, who felt her baby leap in her womb, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay. You guys are like, Chadi, why are you reading the Christmas story in January? It's not the Christmas story. It's the Jesus story. Get on my level, people. Come on. Move on. So what happens when God asks you to do something impossible? Something you cannot wrap your mind around or see uh, the end of. I usually feel like Mary, legit afraid, super confused on how God is going to work things out. No lie. That's usually how I feel. And I know that's not a feeling, um, it's, oh, how do I say this? Uh, I know that's not a feeling that I, 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 I still have all the time, but it's usually my go-to feeling. Um, I even kind of feel like this now. I'm currently in a very unknown season. I'm navigating some really hard yeses that I have no idea how they're going to pan out. And I'm not going to lie. This is something I'm currently walking through. It's a bit jarring. But even as I read the story, I'm also encouraged and I'm reminded that God doesn't need us to be perfect. He just needs us to be obedient. And I've said it before in one of my podcasts, but I'll repeat it again, that God doesn't need us to be perfect. Guys, he doesn't need us to be qualified. He doesn't need us to be anything but human, available, and obedient. And if you're out there and you're facing a hard yes, if you sense that God is asking you to do step out in faith and believe the impossible, I need you to know this. God is asking you. He's asking you because one, write this joker down, you are highly favored and he is with you. If God is asking you to do something that's a hard yes, first things first, you are highly favored and he is with you. Secondly, 
Ugh, you're just going to have to carry it. I'm going to explain what that means in a minute. And three, uh, the Holy Spirit is going to do all the work. I know that sounds scary, but I'm going to explain all of it. So first things first, when I read this story and I started to think through what happens when God asks us to do something kind of crazy, something that we're going to have to give a hard yes to, what I came back to was that he called her highly favored and that he was with her. See, he called her blessed among women. She was 15. So let's be honest, she was barely a woman. I mean, and nowadays, never mind, forget it. I'm not even going to go into there. Rabbit trail. The beautiful thing about God is when God calls you, he places his seal of blessing upon your life. And it's usually in the sapling stage of your life where you look and feel like a tree, but there isn't any fruit or shade coming from your life. That's dope. Hold on. Let me repeat that. What did I say? The cool thing about God is that he usually looks at us in seasons of our life where like we might look like a tree and we sound like a tree, but we're like in a sapling stage where there's really no fruit or shade from our life. But the truth is we're a tree and God speaks to what is not because he sees what already is. Some of you are wondering why God's calling you out uh, upon these waters of unknown. It's because he's speaking to what is not, um, but he sees what you are going to become. And when God asks you to say yes to hard things, it's because he sees the mighty oak within you. And he's teaching you and he's showing you what your life is going to be like. See, Mary, of course, um, if you, she's going to go on to have more kids and she's going to have fruit of her life. Um, but the kingdom children forever and ever that are going to come from her life are like mind boggling because she said yes to God. And if God is asking you to say yes to something, consider it an honor. You are highly favored. Also, the angel said um, that he is with you. See, God will never send you on your way without him. He's not the kind of king. Uh, he, he's, he doesn't do that. He's not that kind of king. He doesn't hand you over a mandate and then tell you, good luck, see you on the other side. Let me know how it goes. No, no, no. He doesn't do that. He straps in boots and he goes with you and he holds your hand because he's just that loving of a father and he's just that friggin' awesome of a king. And I, I okay, so I know this story. I say it a lot. I, I talk about it a lot, but it's so important. Uh, we look at the beginning of Jesus's ministry and he's led of the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. He's led of the Holy Spirit, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit as he entered the wilderness, and then he walked out in the power of the Holy Spirit. He never says the Holy Spirit led him in and left him, and then like waited on the other side. No, where God leads us, he leads us. If God's leading you somewhere, he's actually going to stand in front of you and he's going to lead you. He is leading, he is filling, he is working on your behalf. The angel told Mary, you are favored and God is with you. So I'll repeat that to you today, my friend. You are highly favored by the King of Kings. You and the Lord of Lords, you are entering into 2020 and he sees you and he loves you and he has a plan for you and he is with you. Do not be afraid. He has got you. Do not walk into this next year, this next decade, wondering what you're going to do, how you're going to do it how he's going to work things out. Just know that he's with you. He is strapped boots with you and he's going to walk it out with you. Just know that you are favored. God chose you for such a time as this and he is with you. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I, and I remind myself that I'm not alone in moments where I feel the most alone. And I say, I literally speak the promises. I just speak the word of God over my life that he said he would never leave me nor forsake me, that I'm more than a conqueror. And some of you, I wonder if even Mary did that. Like she had to just remind herself who her God was. And so I don't know where you're at today, man, but you are favored and he is with you. The second thing he said is you're going to be pregnant. So how awkward was that combo? Real quick. <laughs> how awkward is that combo where Mary had to explain to the angel of the Lord where babies come from? She was like, mm, 
Hey, so Gabriel, is that your name? Gabriel, Michael, whatever. Um, so when a man and woman love each other, like I can't even imagine how that went down, but it did. <laughs> um, one day in heaven, I'm going to ask God for that replay. I'm going to want to see that. But I love the part of the story that she asks him the details of how that crazy request. She actually had like the gumption to go, mm, I'm going to need some details on how you're going to work that out. And what's so awesome, spoiler alert, he tells her. He friggin' tells her how many of us have been asked to do something crazy by God. And instead of asking him how he's going to do it, we're just like, no, nah, that sounds stupid, Jesus. God wants to tell us. He wants to include us in his amazing, beautiful story and his plan because he's just that awesome. And he loves us just that much. Some of you are entering into this new season, this new 2020, this new year, this new decade. And you need to ask him, God, what are you doing and how are you going to do it? And I promise you, test him in this. He's going to tell you. But be prepared for what he tells you. So not only did the angel give her details, which was awesome, but he pretty much said, uh, all you got to do is carry this. Uh, okay, so which in my mind and crazy imagination pretty much meant, I'm going to hand you over the ring and um, of the all-seeing eye. And uh, um, pretty much uh, the all-seeing eye kind of wants it. And what's going to happen is you don't put it on because if you put it on, you're going to disappear. And then you're probably going to be chased by a golem in all of this. And did I mention that you have to take this to Mordor? Yes, because I compared carrying Jesus for nine months to like Frodo carrying the ring in Lord of, Lord of the Rings. Because in my head, that's like what, that's what, that's what God was asking her, like, the craziest thing in the world. Like, it wasn't going to be fun. It wasn't going to be cute. So when he's like, hey, you're just going to have to carry this. Bro, do you realize what you just asked her to carry? In my head, it's the same thing. Mary saying yes to carrying the Savior of the world was going to mark her for the rest of her life. Like, dude, people were going to call her a hoe. Let's be honest, a harlot. They were going to be like, you're a hoe. And it was possibly going to ruin her chance of marriage to Joseph. And not only that, she could have been stoned. So carrying the child, saying yes to God, uh, was going to be so hard. But it it goes on to say that she, um, her carrying it was going to change everything. It says it in the Bible that you will have a son and you must name him uh, Jesus. Jesus will become the greatest among men. And he's his ancestor. He's the highest. You know, he will reign over the covenant, the family of Jacob forever. God asks us to do hard things all the time. But he will also give us details up front and at the end game. But not necessarily the how we're going to get there. But that's where faith comes in. I don't know if you've... Um, Oh, man, like, have you ever thought, okay, this is what I think about. These are the weird things that I think about besides the Lord of the Rings thing that I just jumped back into. Um, I don't ever have to get pregnant to tell you that it's not easy. That for the first three months, you're probably going to want to throw up all the time. That eventually, your clothes are not going to fit. Or that you'll hate the way you look and feel like for like nine months, probably a little longer after. Uh, your face may break out. Uh, you might get some weird health issues like diabetes or swollen feet or high blood pressure. I don't know. But I also can tell you that when you feel that kick for the first time, the nausea won't even matter. And for you fellas, uh, that 3 a.m. Taco Bell run won't even be an issue anymore. Uh, as what God has given you to steward begins to grow, you'll catch a glimpse of God's heavenly sonogram and it won't be scary. You'll find yourself so enamored with the gift that the struggle won't feel like a struggle. I can even tell you that as I've witnessed, I've actually witnessed this, I've witnessed a birth, it was traumatizing, but I can tell you that the look and feel of the bomb that went off, the ground zero and the zombie land all together and once, it didn't matter once that mom saw that baby, once that dad saw that baby, it was like the coolest moment I've ever seen in my life. And if God is asking you to say yes to hard things, yes to something that will feel like a trek to Mordor, just know this, 
It will be difficult, but it will be worth it. So yes, God is asking you to carry something that sounds crazy. He's asking you to carry something that could affect you. That's going to be a scary trek. It's going to be um, something that you're going to feel like you're not quite sure whether you can even do it. You're going to be tired. You're going to, gosh, be alone alone sometimes in the trek and in the carry. But just like in Lord of the Rings, <sighs> Frodo was not alone, dude. Frodo ham- had Samwise Gamgee. And let's be honest, that dude's the hero of the story. Anyways. So the third thing is the Holy Spirit is going to do all the work. So consider the Holy Spirit an epidural in the pregnancy analogy that I just attempted. And um, the Holy Spirit is Samwise Gamgee. So pretty much we all know he's the real hero. I just feel like I needed to say that again for somebody out there that was like, he's not. For the person listening who's like, where in the Bible is that story? Guys, I'm referencing the Lord of the Rings. I'm a nerd. Get over it. But I digress. Let me go back to the Bible because I feel like I lost somebody on that last one. Mary was highly favored, and God was with her. Mary was a vessel and just needed to carry his awesome yes. And Mary was going to witness the Holy Spirit do some pretty impossible stuff. That's the third thing. That's the cool thing about hard yeses, is we have a front row seat to the impossible. We get a front row seat to watch God work and move and confound the wise. Um... I think one of my favorite things to do is pray over people that have cancer or that have some kind of sickness. I know that sounds really crazy, but to watch God work and to confound doctors is like my favorite thing. I'll never forget being 26 years old and literally watching a doctor tell me that everything that they'd seen and diagnosed was now magically gone and they had no explanation. And I remember just sitting there with tears streaming down my face. And it was like this faith rose up in in me because it was like I was able to witness this impossibility. And God gave me a front row seat, an opportunity to see him work and build my faith and build my confidence in who he was. And you don't have to do anything but say yes. All you have to do is say yes. And God is going to walk you. He's literally got boots, straps, and bags, and provision, and everything to walk you through a hard yes that's going to change the world. So let's try to be like Mary. Let's do that in 2020. Because saying yes to hard things isn't something that might happen. It's something that will happen. And when this happens, my friend, you have to respond like Mary and remember that you are highly favored. God chose you. He looked down at you and he said, that kid is mine. That one's mine and I believe in him and I want to do something great in their life. And he's with you. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. And though you may feel alone, the facts are God will never leave you. All you got to do is carry it. You know that verse in the Bible where it's like, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Like he's asking you to carry it. But the truth is, is he's with you, carrying it with you. He is hooked to that yoke with you and he is walking it and he's carrying most of the weight and you're not even going to feel it. It's not going to be scary Mordor. It's going to be like God's got it. It's not going to be scary at all. You might think it is, but as you begin the trek and as you begin to move in faith, you'll find that you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you're going to walk out in the power of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one who's going to do the work. So let him do the work. Let him push you forward. Let him continue to show you exactly where you need to go in 2020. And I would even suggest, if you haven't already, ask God for a word for the year. I did an entire video on it on uh, YouTube about a word for the year, and it will set you up for a win. 
So, quick recap. God is with you. God calls you blessed. Yes, it's going to be hard, but God says it's going to be worth it. And finally, the Holy Spirit has your back, and He will help you through it all. So, I hope you feel helped. Uh, Oh gosh, that sounds weird. I hope you feel encouraged, and um, that you feel like this maybe set you up for a win for this new year. And, um, oh, make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube, as I'm doing, like, videos to piggyback on the episodes um, that were connected on social, and that you stay connected. Um, Maybe if you haven't purchased the book, please go purchase it, as you're going to miss out on a couple fun things this season, Um, and I don't want you to be lost. Anyways, you guys are awesome. I'm so happy to be back with you. I cannot wait to see what God's going to do in 2020. And I'm excited to uh, walk these next 10 episodes out with you. So this is getting weird. I don't really know. This has gotten awkward. I can tell I haven't done this in a while. Oh, well, good thing we're family. All right. Love you, weirdos.